up you guys welcome back to but what's next with me michelle reed today's episode is one that i actually had not planned on recording and i feel like i'm always pretty planned out with this podcast i know what i want to talk about each week or it's perfectly curated and this week i just had a lot on my mind and a lot of stuff that i just wanted to talk about and so instead of doing something that is perfectly curated i just wanted to be kind of candid and honest with how things have been i think a lot of times just on social media you can get just an impression of how someone is doing how their life is and it's a big reason why a lot of these problems that i'm talking about in this podcast come about is because you know not everyone is honest with everything and i have been thinking about a lot of quotes and just verses that i've been reading and so i just wanted to do kind of a podcast all about that and that's all about negative head spaces you know feeling certain emotions insecurities <laughs> This week I have just been off. So it's Wednesday when I'm recording this. I post these on Mondays and I think that's pretty good because I don't know about you guys but some weeks I just wake up on a Monday and I just feel like it's going to be one of those weeks and I feel like things are just not going to go great. I feel my insecurities a little deeper. I feel like I'm living for the weekend and this week is just one of those weeks. I don't know what it is. I've really thought about a lot of different things that I think it could be. And I just find that in 2020, there are a lot more of those weeks. I don't know if anyone else feels like that, but I just never really used to have weeks where I just felt off the whole week, but this is one of those. And so instead of just kind of skipping over it, instead of doing a podcast, I was going to do one on money and like saving money and all these things, but I was like, I do not want to talk about money because that just seems like the last thing on my mind right now. So I wanted to talk about what's on my mind and let me know if you like more podcasts like these that are just kind of my thoughts, my feelings, and I know there are people out there who are feeling this way, especially right now, and so I thought that this one would be important, but I do just want to do a disclaimer that I don't want this podcast to come across that if you have an actual, you know, mental illness where you are being medicated, you're seeking medical advice, I wholly believe that is a very smart and wise and beneficial thing to do. I don't ever want to put off this idea that you can just get yourself out of a rut if you are actually dealing with, you know, depression or something. And so I just want to put that in the beginning that I wholly believe that mental illness is a real thing and it's something that a lot of people struggle with. I've had family members who have, you know, sought medical advice and have been put on antidepressants and so I totally agree that that is a thing. And so if that's something that you're dealing with, I would highly recommend, you know, seeking like therapy or a psychiatrist or something to help with maybe a deeper root cause and kind of see if that is something that is possible. I personally don't struggle with depression, but I think that you can still, you know, have off weeks, have things that you're thinking and dealing with that don't align with, you know, medically diagnosed depression. And so I just wanted to put that out there. I don't want anyone to listen to this who is actually clinically depressed and think, oh, I can just be more grateful or I can just pray to God more and it'll get fixed because that is not my approach and that's not ever what I want to put on this podcast. So just wanted to put that out there in the beginning. And so I kind of wanted to break down how this podcast is going to go. I first am just going to talk about a lot of my different feelings this week, things that I've been going through why I feel like I might be a little bit down and then I'm going to go into ways that I like to kind of help myself get out of this feeling, things that I like to try. I'm a big believer that if you're feeling a certain way, you shouldn't just 
kind of try to get through it. But I think that there are specific things you can do to help yourself, especially if you're just dealing with overall negative thoughts, negative emotions, weird headspace. Getting out of a rut, I think there are things that you can do. And so I'm just going to list off 10 of those things and talk about a quote or a few different quotes that I've read recently that I think are really powerful that kind of speak to these things. So we've been living in this apartment for about a month now. We're almost have been married for a month. I think in a week it'll be a month. And so this past weekend we went to visit a couple of our friends who live down closer to Austin. They have a ranch that's in the middle of absolute nowhere like there's no reception in the middle of the country I feel like I've never been in such like a country place where they're just like cows we had so much fun we went down on a Friday it was about a three-hour drive from Dallas and we drove through sunset and saw all these rolling hills the Texas hill country is honestly beautiful I feel like no one really talks about it but oh my goodness it was absolutely beautiful so many really pretty lookout spots it was gorgeous and we really love these friends. We feel like they're just easy to be around and very similar to us. They're also married and they're I think 24 so they're a little bit younger. 23, 24. So they're pretty close in age to us. It was just so much fun. I feel like there are certain people that you're around where it's just so easy to like let loose and be yourself. We rode around on like four wheelers on their property, drank wine and made steaks and cooked together. And it was just a whole lot of fun, but it was only a day. So the next day we drove back, I found myself feeling like I really didn't want to go back to normal, which is sad. I feel like it's really hard when you come back from a good weekend where you just feel like you had so much fun to go back to like quote normal especially when you're working from home and it almost felt like we kind of escaped reality for a little bit and so I just felt a little bit sad to be coming back. We came back and I feel like the reality of just working from home has really hit. Aiden's working from home full-time. He goes in like once every few weeks or so but it's basically just us two in our apartment. His job is very much hands-on. It's very analytical so he's sitting with three monitors all day like looking at excel sheets so it doesn't really feel like we're like here together all day and then I'm obviously doing my job with social media creating videos this podcast editing content working with sponsors doing stuff like that which I love I love my job so much and I love being in our apartment because our apartment is so beautiful. It's such a new space for me. So it feels like I'm in like an actual studio. But when you're working from home, and I'm sure a lot of us feel this right now, and you're just there all day, usually home is like this safe haven that you go home to. So it's something where you go to work, you're around coworkers. And even though I've always worked from home, I would have a couple of days a week where I'd go work with friends at a co-working space and then I'd go home cook dinner and it just felt like my home was like this cozy place for the mornings and the nights but when there's that in-between space where you're just home all day I feel like it really dilutes the kind of safe haven feeling that you feel at your home you get tired of it which is so sad when you live in a very nice house a very nice apartment whatever it may be and so I just feel like from working from home it can be really isolating and I found myself living for the weekend which is never something I thought I would be like because the weekend is finally something different it's finally something where we can go somewhere or do something or just like get out of our apartment I've struggled with this where every Monday Tuesday Wednesday I just feel so blah and then Thursday, Friday, I get a little excited because it's the weekend, we see my family, we see a friend, we do something. 
and then it's like back to reality. It's also been weirdly cloudy all the time in Dallas lately. I feel like it's always cloudy or rainy, which I'm really thankful for. I know there are a lot of parts of the U.S. where they could really use some rain right now, so I don't want to not be thankful for the rain that's here, but it can make it hard to just like work on things and make it hard to be productive when you just want to sleep in your apartment because it's always cloudy. I also have really been missing my friends in New York City. That's a big thing. It's so weird right now, like moving to a new place, but not being able to meet a lot of friends because of COVID, obviously. Having to create a new community in a new city during a pandemic, which isn't really possible. Just missing the familiar feeling that I have with old friends that I've had for a while like new friends are great I'm so thankful I'm getting to meet people here but there is that feeling when it's someone that you've just grown up with like my friend Rose for example who I love and I definitely miss her a lot because things are just easy with friends like that and I think it's good to be uncomfortable because it does force you to meet new friends who will become that feeling of easy once you know them more but the process of doing that is definitely hard when you're away from your close friends and also just dealing with change i feel like especially for us during this time it feels like ultra not normal because the world is not normal and then you're entering this new phase of life that's so different that it can be hard dealing with change and even though my family is so close i definitely don't see them as much i see them maybe like once a week we'll see them you know they have lives too they work so it's like you can't just drop in whenever you want to and see your family i found myself just being more irritable because of all these little things like i feel like the smallest things bother me i got this cold brew maker and i couldn't get the lid on and then i finally did and then the coffee grind started overflowing and I just got so frustrated so I put them down the disposal but then our disposal has rocks in it for some reason and so the disposal's broken and it just led me to this like very frustrated point where something like that shouldn't bother you but it did. I also feel like I've been hyper conscious of my insecurities with work. It's something I talked about in a video that's going up either today or probably soon after but I've been so distracted by other things so I had you know my agency job and then I was planning a wedding, and then we were moving, and now is the first time where I feel like there are no distractions, like it's just me, my job, being married, and so I think you are more aware of how you're performing, you're more aware of everything going on, and so you just feel a little bit more insecure. The occasional annoying comment really doesn't bother me that much. I have pretty thick skin at this point after doing it for like 10 years. Someone made a comment like picking apart the chores we do and how they think it's crazy that I'm the only one who cooks when I've said multiple times I love cooking. It's a hobby for me. I think it's so fun and just because it happens to be a traditional gender norm, it bothers people and I'm like, I can cook because I like to. At the end of all of it, I just feel so guilty for even feeling bothered by anything. You know, there are people who are suffering from the wildfires in the West. There are people who are being hit by these hurricanes that are losing their homes who would kill to work from home because they literally don't have a home because it's being destroyed by forces that they can't even control. And so I just feel absolutely guilty for even feeling down. And so there's like this whole spiral of thoughts that are going through my head. I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but I just wanted to say that it's okay if you feel off. It's okay if you don't feel okay. And I saw this quote on Instagram that I partially agree with, I partially don't, so I will share kind of why I don't agree with part of it, but 
I think it really speaks to this and the power of social media over your thoughts and why it's important to disconnect. Be thankful for small things. Be thankful for, you know, things that don't give you a trophy in the real world, if that makes sense. The small moments, the relationships, your surroundings, those things that aren't necessarily valued in everyday life, like having the best job or having the most success, the most money, all these things, or being as beautiful as you possibly can be. The quote is from Molly O'Brien on Instagram. It says, while you browse through images on Instagram, just remember that real life is in your heart, your smile, your family, your surroundings. Pictures online will make you believe you're not enough. Like you need to do something more exciting, be more physically beautiful, be more popular, be bigger than you are. It's a lie. A net of fleeting fantasy. You are real. You are beautiful. You are enough. Go be in the world. Please don't compare yourself to the world's highlight reels and photoshopped selfies. So the thing that I don't actually wholeheartedly agree with just because of my faith, it's the part that says that you are enough. I think that there's this misconception that you have to feel like you are enough to feel worthy to live and to feel validation. And I think the feeling of wanting to feel enough like you are perfect you are fully okay with yourself I don't really know the phrase for this but I think that actually contributes to a lot of the issues I just talked about believing that I am fully enough only leads me to be more narcissistic because I'm striving for self-acceptance that feeds this need for self-improvement which can be really unhealthy. I think it leads to comparison. It leads to using social media in a negative way. It leads to me feeling like I have all these things to fix. And so as a Christian, I know that I'm not enough. I know that I will never be enough. I know that I am flawed. I am imperfect, but God is enough. I don't rely on myself for wisdom and discernment, but him because he is enough. I think putting yourself as the focus is the issue. And that's another thing I'll talk about later in this podcast. And I know it's not something that you hear a lot. There's this idea that self-love and doing things to benefit you is what's going to make you happy. And I just, because I think that's how I've been the past week and I don't feel happy. I don't feel secure. But I do appreciate this quote because I like how it focuses on the small things, the things about your family, your surroundings, these things that really do make life worth living, that make the weeks worth living, not just the weekends, but they are often the things that we take for granted. They're the things that we don't focus on. They're the things that we look past, always seeking something bigger and better. And so I'm going to go into a few ways that I actually like to get out of a negative headspace. But the first one, and this is the biggest one, I took a course in college. It was a Christianity and Society class with my professor, Dr. Bradley, who is actually really influential in the kind of like religious space. He has a Twitter account. He has an Instagram. He writes a lot of books. But I remember I had this class freshman year, but he talked a lot about the importance of gratitude. And he encouraged us. He didn't encourage. It was actually required that we had to write three things we were thankful for a day to see how it improved our mood. This is such a simple exercise. It's one that I don't do enough. I think a lot of us don't do enough. But just the mere act of expressing gratitude for things that you already have, it just eliminates this desire for all these things that you don't have. And I think expressing gratitude routinely is the important thing, the emphasis on routinely, because there is a verse that talks about, you know, God's mercies being new every morning. And I think that the fact that it says every morning isn't a coincidence. Lamentations three twenty two through 24, it says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. 
His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Which is such a good verse. I love this verse, but especially just that aspect of new every morning. And so there are so many things I'm grateful for, but I'm going to list a few that have been on my mind lately that I just really appreciate. And the first one is just the freedom to worship. I think this is something that I take for granted, that we all take for granted a lot. There are many places where you can't worship freely, where you can't choose which god you worship you can't choose where you can't even go to church where the government tells you where to go to church i think that this is a beautiful thing and it's something that i never want to take for granted because my faith is so important for me and second just living close to my family especially in a time that can be very isolating this is something my mom said she was just like you know i'm so thankful that all my kids are pretty much close to home. My brother Derek is still in New York City, but everyone else is pretty much around here. And I'm also thankful we got to see my grandparents at our wedding, which was so sweet because I hadn't seen them for almost a year. And just as you get older, you really appreciate your grandparents a lot more and appreciate getting to see them. My grandparents live in Ohio, so, and then my grandpa lives in North Carolina on my dad's side. We don't get to see them as often, especially right now during the pandemic, but I'm so thankful that my grandparents got to come and see us get married, and I just love them so much. They're in their 80s, but I swear they are the most, like, lively, always working, happy people, and so I love them a lot. And then my grandpa lives in North Carolina on my dad's side. I'm so thankful for our apartment. I love this place. I feel so safe here. I feel so inspired here. I love how we have lots of natural light. I love just the people who work at our front desk. They're so friendly. They're so helpful. And I love the amenities that our apartment offers. And it was just so kind of nerve-wracking picking an apartment because you're stuck in a year lease. You don't know how it's going to be, especially because we've never lived in Dallas. But I'm so grateful for this place. And I think it's turned out to be amazing. I'm very thankful for my community online with everyone listening and watching and liking and responding. I have gotten so caught up in just having long conversations via like DMs on Instagram with people because I just genuinely love talking to people who consume my content and especially in this new phase of life I have found that I've kind of drawn a new crowd of people who are also married who are married young maybe they're married older but it's just nice to get to talk to them and relate to people on a new level. I had another comment where someone said that. It just makes me really appreciative of everyone online. I'm thankful for my gym. I haven't had a gym for a while and so I just feel so much stronger getting all these weights to use, getting to use all this different equipment. It just really is a game changer and working out in the morning is something that I'm so thankful to get to do so I appreciate that. Another thing, this is very random, but I was listening to Keaton's podcast, Keaton Milburn. She has one called I believe it's I'm into it, but she did one with her friend Louisa who immigrated to the U.S. from somewhere else. But she was talking about how in the country that she came from, you kind of can't be wealthy. There's a really large income gap between the wealthy and the poor. And if you want to do something that's more of a creative job, you basically cannot make very much money from it. Like you will be in the poorer class talking about how there wasn't necessarily a middle class. And so I'm just thankful here that I see so many graphic designers, people like me doing what I do, people who are doing freelance who are able to generate income and make a decent income. I have so many friends who I think they make like six figures just doing something that they're passionate about and I think that's really cool and it's something I'm thankful for because she was talking about how you kind of have to be a doctor or a lawyer which are very 
amazing jobs, but jobs that I would not be good at. And that's the only way to kind of move up through society or whatever. So I just think it's cool that there are more creative jobs here that actually let you sustain an income. I'm also thankful for seasons. I think it's cool how God made seasons to where when you get tired of one, every three months there's a new season. This is a quote from Morgan Harper Nichols on Instagram. I love her. She's a poet, but it says, let this be the September you always remember, the September you choose to accept. The best thing you could do was to let August fall behind you and with an open heart embrace this new day that lies before you. And it's so sweet just getting to embrace a new month and kind of the newness that comes with that. I think a lot of people focus on New Year's resolutions, but every first of the month, it's just a fresh new month to enjoy. And I think we needed fall. You know, I think we've gone through a lot. I think we needed a solid fall. And so I'm thankful for that. And then lastly, I'm just obviously thankful for this weekend, how fun it was. Funny story, we still don't have our mattress in our apartment, which is not fun at all. I'm actually working with a company, but because of everything going on, the shipping has been super delayed, and so we don't really know when it's coming. And so I've been sleeping on an air mattress, and we've been, like, hanging out on the couch until the last possible minute, and then I will go on my air mattress, and Aiden will sleep on the couch. And it's just so weird when you're married not getting to sleep in a proper bed (laughs) together. And so it was nice getting to, like, sleep in a mattress for the weekend and just not having receptions of being off my phone the texas sunset so many things it was just a really awesome weekend that i'm thankful for number two is also a big biggie but that is just limiting screen time and to demonstrate this i'm going to show you my morning or no my whole entire day routine of how i actually went about monday and tuesday of this week because this is so unhealthy and i just want to share with you guys because i don't want you guys to be like this but here's my routine so i wake up and immediately i scroll through my phone so i'll go on the news i'll go on the instagram app scroll through which i don't think are bad things in themselves i just don't think you should start your day with that like yes the news current events very important yes my job is related to instagram so it's important but When you start your day with those things, you're immediately just aware of how awful things are, how out of control you feel, and how insecure you are about things that you didn't even know you were insecure about. I get up and while I'm doing my morning chores, so unloading the dishwasher, whatever it may be, I'm watching a video, which isn't bad, but it's just a show, lots of screen time. Then I go get changed and I go work out and I listen to a podcast. And then I come back and I get ready for the day and I'm also watching a video. And then I get online to work and I check my emails, I do my YouTube work, I do all my social media work, I work on content, edit videos of myself. And then I cook dinner, which is something that I really love doing because I love cooking. But I'm doing it while watching a video, listening to a podcast, whatever it may be. Then I eat dinner without my phone. This is something we do every night. We don't really use our phones at dinner. And then I go and watch New Girl because it's what Aiden and I have been watching, which I actually love watching New Girl and I do not regret this. And then I get in my bed and I check my phone again and then I go to bed. Do you see how much of the day consisted of me consuming things online? It's insane, guys. My screen time, I think, for those days was five hours or something like that, which is just insane and not necessary and not healthy for anyone to be consuming, even if they are good things, even if it is lighthearted videos, inspirational podcasts, just the fact that your mind is so stimulated by other things. I think that I'm not getting smarter by always consuming other things and not like using my brain to do something 
away from social media. So this is the routine that I am going to implement from here forward because I think it's really important and it's just to wake up and have my phone on airplane mode. So before I go to bed, I turn it on airplane mode. Before my workout, I read my Bible. I do my devotional while drinking my coffee and then I go work out and instead of listening to a podcast, I'm listening to uplifting music and then I get ready in silence and I'll probably get ready faster. And then I work and do all my work throughout the day. I cook dinner instead, listening to like jazz music, classical music, whatever it may be. We eat our dinner together and then we watch New Girl because I'm not going to eliminate that because I think New Girl is really funny and I like it. And then I read a leisurely book right before I go to bed and I go to sleep. That routine is so much healthier. It's so much better for me. I'm not just sitting on my phone all day and contributing to all these reasons why I feel like I'm more down and then just opening up about your feelings and actually talking about them this is one that I'm very bad at I feel like I don't do nearly enough last night I just finally opened up about everything and kind of thought about the things I was feeling instead of pushing them off and I just talked to Eden at dinner and it was really nice and I think if you have someone in your life that you can talk to about the things that you're feeling and not even to get prescriptive solutions to the problems but just to listen to you it can feel really good just to say them out loud. And even if you don't actually have someone you can talk to, just write them out. It feels really good processing through these things instead of just pushing them off. This one I think can be bad, but it also can be good. And that's just to distract yourself. I think I sometimes do this to a fault where I will distract myself with chores, whether that be dishes, laundry, cleaning, when I'm not actually processing through the way that I'm feeling but at the same time, if it's something that isn't a big deal, if it's just a small annoyance, like say for me, it was just reading a mean comment. For me, sometimes I can just go do an activity and I feel fine. I forget about it. It's not a big deal. Obviously, if it's something deeper, you should go through it. But sometimes doing something that distracts you is helpful. One thing for me is actually cooking dinner. That's is a big reason why I love making dinner at night. I've been baking a lot of half-baked harvest recipes and I think that they're really great because first off they always taste good but they're just complicated enough but simple enough to where I still feel like I am physically making something to make myself feel more accomplished while also getting better at cooking. It's something to work at but something that is literally just me in my hands making something, nothing else. So maybe that is dinner for you. Maybe that is writing cards to people. Maybe that's starting a DIY project or it's something as simple as just cleaning your apartment. For me, bringing order to something when I feel like there is chaos in my life is really helpful. And then just praying. I think this is a simple one, meditating, whatever you believe in sitting with your thoughts and for me making them known to God, making it clear that I'm feeling a certain way, making my requests known to God and hearing from him is very helpful and it's actually the most important thing probably on this list. I don't know why it's number five but another thing is to make a list of how to tackle things. So sometimes there are things that are bothering you that you can actually fix. Maybe they're just simple things. So for me, a big reason why I feel like it's hard for us to find community is because we don't have a church here yet. But just the prospect of finding a church seems so daunting because if you guys have ever found a church, it's hard to find the right fit of where you like the sermons and you feel like it's biblical teaching, but you like the people and you feel like you connect with them and it's a convenient time. It's not too far away. Like there are all these different factors. And so a lot of times it can just be easier to either settle on something or just to not find one at all. And I felt like, oh my goodness, we don't have a church. I've been going with my sister Jamie to her church, but it's 
35 minutes away from us, so it's just not very practical. But instead of sitting down and writing out, okay, here are churches to try out, I'm just like passing over and just doing what's easy. And so I think sitting down and tackling the problem, if it is something that is fixable, is helpful, especially if you know, you're feeling off because you're procrastinating. Just doing the thing you're procrastinating can really help a lot. Doing small activities, something that Aiden and I always like to do, we will go for a walk around the block, we'll go for a drive, we'll go up to our roof on our apartment and hang out. There are so many little things that are free that you can do just to kind of enjoy and separate, especially the work day. If it's the working from home thing, you need to find something to break up your day. We've been walking to get coffee, but sometimes we'll just go walk outside and that really helps a lot and just doing those things without any electronics. This is a big one. This is another thing I also learned in that class I mentioned in college, but it's doing something for someone else. And this is a big reason why I think it's really dangerous to just always focus on yourself when trying to love yourself or whatever it may be, because a lot of times when we are feeling so down, you're just thinking about the things that are bad in your own life and not thinking about how other people are struggling or how you can serve someone else. And so I'd encourage you to think of a way that you can look beyond yourself and help someone else beyond you. And this is something that I struggle with too. I get so caught up in my own world and forget that there are other people who do need help. And I'm talking about physically in your community, something you can tangibly do to help someone. Even if that's just like reaching out to a friend who you feel like is going through something and they need a FaceTime and talking to them about things, that can just mean all the difference to someone and it's so simple but it can also help you in the end because you're getting your mind off your own struggles and I think that it does benefit you when you help someone it does make you feel good so that can be really helpful too and for the whole living for the weekend thing a big thing that I've been trying to do more is just make my weekdays feel like weekends like there is no rule that your weekdays have to be boring there's no rule that you can't do something fun <laughs> during the week to break it up. So a lot of times on Wednesday, I'll try to think of something that's just kind of different that we can do, somewhere we can go. We bought a rug randomly last week, and that's something that we've been wanting to do to change the space. It's something that we had saved money for, and so we went and did that. But usually I would do those things on the weekends, but I was just like, you know what? Why can't we do this on a Thursday night just because we can? Or another way I like to do this is making like a special treat. So maybe you eat pancakes on Saturdays. Like, who says you can't eat a pancake on a Wednesday? Or I just got stuff to make pumpkin cream cold brew, and I bought a cold brew maker, as I said, because I'm trying to stop the Starbucks addiction, so we're working on that. But I can't wait to make this in the morning, and I look forward to waking up tomorrow to make my cold brew. So I think just having simple things to look forward to can make your weekdays feel like the weekends. But with that being said, I do think it is healthy to have delayed gratification with the weekend. I don't think that's a bad thing if you look forward to it. I think that it can be nice just to have something to look forward to like that, and that's not a bad thing. I don't think treating yourself all the time is the answer either, obviously, but I do think that it can be helpful if you don't think of your weekdays as these boring days. And the last thing is just to eliminate triggers that make you feel more down. And so there are certain things in my life I'll go through that definitely are going to put me in a weird headspace. And so I just need to stop doing them. Like it's as simple as that. And the first thing is sleeping in. I used to be on a kick of waking up early back when I was in New York City. Actually, I'd wake up at 7.15, I'd work out, and it was just a very healthy routine. 
Whereas now I've had a bad habit of just sleeping in a little bit, kind of wasting the day a little bit more and having these slow mornings. And I find that when I do that, I'm much less motivated and I just feel like I'm dragging on the morning instead of getting up and accepting it's a new day and going to work out and just starting my day and having more of the day to get things done because I often feel more accomplished when I get things done and when I'm wasting time in the morning I'm not going to have as much time and so I've been trying to do that more as well another thing and this is something that we've kind of been good at since the start but that's just staying inside all day that is just a recipe for disaster if you never leave your house even if that's just for a walk you don't need to go do something that costs money you can just go for a walk go for a drive go visit a friend whatever it may be but staying inside all day is not healthy for me a big thing that i think is the reason why i got bothered by comments is because i can't be checking comments all day i can't be checking how i'm being received all day another thing is eating too late at night i have been putting off like making dinner and sometimes we eat really late and I just get grumpy when I'm eating at nine because I'm hangry. So that's another thing I'm trying to put off. And then another thing I do that I regret is just to ignore texts. It's never intentional, but sometimes I'll see a text and forget to respond to it. And it's oftentimes someone wanting to like check in, hang out, FaceTime, whatever it may be. And I'll ignore the text because I think I have more important things to do. And then I feel lonely. Like I feel like I don't have friends. I feel... Like, I'm not communicating with other people, but there are literally five texts that I haven't responded to. And I think a lot of people probably relate to that because I've talked to a lot of people and they often say that. So, respond to people, especially when they're actually wanting to interact with you. Those are all the things that I've been doing and the things that I'm doing to get out of my rut and I'd encourage you to do as well. But just know that it is okay to not be okay. And I'm going to read another Morgan Harper Nichols quote because I really like this one too. But especially right now, there is no pressure to feel normal. There's no pressure to feel productive and on. It is such a strange time, I think we can all admit. And so she says in this quote, It is okay to take time to process the weight of changing things. And it is okay to not be sure what the coming months will bring. But may you know that even here, you are much more than those things and there is still room to come alive and thrive within the waiting. And so if you feel you're in a waiting period, if you feel like you're in an in-between stage, you feel like you can't take these small moments to actually thrive in your life, I just encourage you to focus on them. Focus on the small moments, focus on the things that you don't see on Instagram and cherish those things and be thankful for those things. And I promise it will help improve your mood. So that is everything that I have to share with you guys today. If you liked this episode, feel free to let me know. Feel free to subscribe to get a notification for next Monday. I will have something probably a little bit more structured for you to listen to then, but I'm so thankful for you guys. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye friends. (laughs) 